أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome all you listening to Rahil Hamza and Shafiq Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Verbal Outpost where we like to have an informal conversation about real topics and we'd also like you to take part so make sure you do leave us a comment or drop us an email on verbaloutpost at outlaw.com with your thoughts and comments A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytani r-rajim Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu kutiba alaykum usiyamu kama kutiba ala alladhina min qablikum la'allakum tattaqoon O oh, believers, fasting is prescribed for you as it was prescribed for those before you, so perhaps you will become mindful of Allah. And just as a quick note on that, as we record this week's episode, I want everybody to be aware that we're not quite in Ramadan, uh, we're heading into Ramadan of 2021, but by the time this episode airs, we'll be almost a week into the blessed month. Um, and that will be the centre of our conversation and discussion today. Now, if there are any non-Muslims listening, um, just a quick overview. Ramadan is the month uh, of the year when Muslims fast for 29 or 30 days, depending on the moon sighting. And during that time, we don't eat, off, uh, eat or drink. Um, but don't worry, we do break our fast in the evening when it comes to the time of dusk. Um, now, normally in Ramadan, um, we're very accustomed to seeing all the masajid filled quite heavily um, late into the evening, even into the night sometimes. Um, we have special dishes at home, you know, for iftar, for suhoor, uh, even in the masjid, if we, you know, join in on those meals uh, at the masjid with the community. Um, you see a lot more, uh, you know, buzz around the masajid than the homes invitations to family members, friends for those special iftar meals and just enjoying everybody's company there. But the last 13 months have kind of thrown everything out, including, you know, religious aspects, including Ramadan last year, especially. Uh, and the reason I say especially is because it was no more than a month prior, I believe, um, to Ramadan kicking in last year, 2020, that the lockdown kicked in. So everyone probably went in with the mindset of, you know, that normal behavior that we would uh, expect, that normal vibe, that normal buzz. And then all of a sudden it's, oh, you can't go to the masjid. You're going to have to do, do everything at home, do it in isolation in and under lockdown guidelines. So just to throw out a quick question for you guys, did that impact you guys in any way in terms of, you know, um, uh, get into your Ramadan goal, shall we call it? Uh, We're talking I'm about sure. last year here, not not this year yet. We're talking about yeah, last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, last year, I think the biggest thing was, from what I remember, the mosques were closed. They were completely closed for the whole month of Ramadan, weren't they? Mm, yeah. Yeah. So I think that was the most challenging thing for us which means there was no Dalawi, which means there was no um, catching the Jamaat, which means there's no Qiyam, mm. um, there's no trying to catch Fajr at the mosque. Um, yeah. So th th that really made a difference, I think. And then to a lesser extent, 
the iftar as well. So not, I think we figured that bit out though, the iftar bit. I think we figured that out and sharing food. Um, but the biggest by far was the mosques being closed. Would you, would you say that impacted the way and the amount of extra worship or anybody that you might have done normally, not yes. being in that environment? Yeah, it did. It did. Um, particularly because, you know, when the thing with Ramadan is it's very congregational, isn't it? it, it mm. It's something, it's very collective. It's something you do with the community. And it's a lovely feeling. And I think yeah. with the lockdown last year, that took a lot of that element out. So you can still enjoy your nice food and all those things and read your Quran at home. But mm. the whole communal aspect of it was a little bit of a shame, I think, um, yeah. because we missed out on that. And then a part of that communal aspect is that you see other people reading Quran, you see other people doing worship, you pray with other people and that encourages you that pushes you to go to the mosque and do more mm. so a lot of that was missing last year yeah which was a bit of yeah. a shame You're absolutely right i think there was the missing element of almost like a competitive edge wasn't it when you see somebody mm. getting you know one just ahead of you or oh, i need to catch up and it motivates you in in that positive competitive sense and i think I think we were able to maintain very, very, very tiny parts of that. I mean, it's no comparison, but things like WhatsApp, there was, I mean, WhatsApp was on fire. Yeah. Throughout Ramadan, there's a lot of collective conversation. But yeah, so we were, we were able to, because everybody's in lockdown, everybody's free, nobody has anything mm. to do. So I, I, I think there were some Zoom calls as well during Ramadan um just before iftar time so there was a small element of it we tried to maintain as much as possible make the best of a bad situation yeah and i guess during that period of time people would have been on furlough so uh, not everybody but a fair amount of people would have been on furlough so perhaps you've got the advantage of extra time to do all those things do you think if... that played positively or negatively uh, the extra time. Yeah, I, what I mean by that is sometimes when you've got more time, you think, oh, I've got more time, so I'm going to relax for a bit. And then you kind of lose a few days at the end of it <laughs> because you're relaxing too much. I've got to admit, it was a bit, it's a bit of a catch-22 because you've got the, ex you, 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 we did have the extra time. Mm. But because you're not going out and about to the mosque, um that extra time it, 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 it's really tough and you need a lot of motivation to do things within your own home yeah. and to do a lot of worship when you're completely free so you have to be very disciplined that was quite tough definitely yeah i mean the masjid was definitely a big hit for me as well i mean i sort of rely on the masjid you know to get my little boosts you know mm. even just in the five daily prayers you know going to the masjid trying to pray them you know usually in ramadan that's the time you push yourself to try to do every single prayer at the masjid um mm. whereas outside of ramadan maybe you're not doing all of them there especially with fajr and stuff uh, you know you're awake at that time anyway you know for sahur and whatnot so it sort of makes it much easier for you to okay eat a sahur go to the masjid pray fajr come back you know read a bit of quran if you need to and then go to sleep 
Um, so yeah. yeah, definitely rely on that. And obviously, with much of being closed, you didn't have, like Friday would is also that extra boost that you get. You know, and Juma, you know, you didn't get that either. Um, so it's definitely something that was missed, and it had a massive impact on me and my family and just my attitude. It's quite difficult to sort of adapt to that change. Um, I think the other one that Hamza sort of briefly mentioned as well was uh, iftar. And I, I mean, I'm not quite sure what he means by it, but with me is like not having iftar in my family was a big deal for me where we would normally go over to my mom and dad's house we'll sit down have iftar together but we weren't doing that just because we were in lockdown we were in isolation we had to just just me and my wife and my kids um but ideally it would be nice and we used to occasionally get invites from relatives uh, maybe even some friends and you'd go out sit with them have iftar with them maybe have iftar mm-hmm. at the masjid at times with uh, some of the brothers there yeah, just little things as Hamza mentioned the whole community feel it was all gone you know the family feels so that adapting to it was quite difficult i mean however we're maybe a bit more prepared for that this time around so Mm. those challenges that were there we're a bit more prepared for that and inshallah you know we can work around it and think okay this is what we could do different this time yeah i mean i think a lot of people might have expected um i mean i know i probably did perhaps naively that COVID might have been wrapped up by this year, Ramadan, and things will be back to normal. But, you know, here we are. And um, although it's not the same lockdown guidelines initially initiated, we are still nonetheless under lockdown. I think the massages are going to be open this year for Salah, but there's going to be a lot of social distancing and monitoring going on, you know, to ensure that people are safe. So obviously we've been in this this lockdown scenario for, what, 13 months now? do you think and feel for yourself and others that that's helped us to be more prepared to factor all that in? Yeah, massively, massively. Because just for example, if you remember this time last year, during Ramadan, there was no, because the mosques were closed, the mosques gradually started to reopen after that, you know, when the lockdown, Mm. I, I don't remember when it was now, when the restrictions ended. But going into a mosque for the first time with distancing was such a alien yeah. concept it it's just so different because you normally go to a mosque and you go to some mosques and there's people sort of yeah snuggled up right next to you yeah they're, they're right in your face <laughs> well, is it before lockdown or during lockdown no, oh no no, well, hope, <laughs> no so yeah before lockdown the rows are very very tight everyone stood very close together and then we've got a meter distance or two meters whatever it was back then um so it was quite different seeing that for the first time but now we're accustomed to it and there's a lot of other things as well so i think things are improving quite significantly and that was by far the worst of it that first lockdown so i think we've all collectively become more accustomed to the differences, um, to the COVID measures that are in place. And hopefully, you know, we've got the easing of restrictions as well, which coincides with the start of Ramadan. So there should be a few things that should make it, 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 it it's not going to be exactly the same as it was before, but, you know, it, it, it'll be the new normal. The mosques will be the new normal. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah. I think um, collectively as well, the community um, are more prepared as well, um, because I'm just thinking now how 
you know the shops that you would have gone to they're all everyone's got a germ gel hand gel everywhere everyone's continually washing their hands so you would like to think that this time around it is going to be slightly safer um they talk about sort of the herd um the herd um immunity thing and i'm just wondering okay maybe it's slightly safer with lockdown sort of easing um as ramadan starts inshallah it might be a little bit better for us to go out see people obviously still maintaining social distancing and whatnot um, and try to have a slightly better ramadan than last year yeah definitely i mean um like hamza mentioned it, going into the masjid where with social distancing does especially for the first time at least feel very strange because you know as you mentioned we're accustomed to having that there's close-knit shoulder to shoulder rows and then all of a sudden the next person's two meters away and i guess some people might have liked that because uh before lockdown people tend to do that don't they? <laughs> but um yeah i mean have you guys been going to the masjid with the with social distancing and you know over the last 12 months really uh outside of lockdowns and where there's been no mm. government restrictions then uh yes yeah yeah absolutely and uh yeah, I mean, maintaining maintaining that distancing um, has been happening at the mosque I go to. Um, having caught COVID as well, um, not 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 from the mosque. So <laughs> that, it absolutely wasn't from the mosque. Um, it can that couldn't have been possible. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's even more important to maintain that distancing and it'll be interesting to see the further rollout of the covid vaccine and hopefully mm. we get into a position where we've all been vaccinated and we can hopefully continue but be much wiser than we were before and better people as a community all of us um mm. in the uk well globally i think once we come out of this whole pandemic yeah, and there's obviously a lot of massages out there in in, in the local area and and beyond, and uh, some people are a bit more strict, while others might be a bit more relaxed. How how do you think the massages and the community have handled social distancing? Do you think people have struggled with it in the masjid? This is, um, or has everybody been pretty good with that from 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 your experience? I think um, masjids that are probably run by sort of the elder generation. I think maybe they've struggled a little bit to adapt to all the rules and maybe there have been times where they've relaxed a little bit and maybe not enforced it as much as they should have. Whereas mm. if I think those much as I've got sort of the younger generation involved, um, the younger generation seem to be a bit, t take it slightly more seriously. Um, mm. And I think they've had some influence on the way the masjid has enforced those rules and ensured that there's social distancing and it's safe and whatnot and that's what i've noticed anyway compared to maybe two or three masjids in the local community where i've sort of seen the difference between the two and i've kind of thought oh i wonder why that masjid is being a bit more you know strict while this one is a little bit less um and i was just trying to sort of make excuses for both mm. and that's all sort of my conclusion but it's not just down to the people that run the massages, that you know, the committee and whatnot. It's the community is going to have a role to play in that, isn't there? That's um, true. That's true. But obviously, if there's someone, there are going to be people there that run the masjid. So if they were continually saying, "Brothers, you know, 
please keep your distance. You know, they would get the idea that, hold on, we can't act this way in this masjid. Should they need to do that? Yeah, but, uh, I think so. I'd like to think that there should still be constant reminders. You know, you're responsible for the people that are coming into the masjid. Mm. You know, it, it is your responsibility. And if anything happens, um, because, you know, people catch COVID while uh, while they're in the masjid praying, then, you know, you would be at fault potentially because you haven't done the best you can mm. to keep those social distancing measures in place. I mean, ultimately, the, the mosque committee is responsible for ensuring COVID me measures are in place. But Rahil, I do get your point as well, that it is a two-way process. The committee and the people that run the mosque can do so much. Mm. But then if you've got people, and unfortunately, the Muslim community is no different to other, any other community. And there's going to mm -hmm. be some rule breakers amongst Absolutely, every yeah. nationality, ethnicity, community. There's always going to be that minority. And I think in every community, the majority uh, cringe when that minority does something. So unfortunately, there's always going to be that very small minority um, yeah. that do go and break the rules. And um, yeah, the mosque can enforce it to the best that they possibly can. But you know, the mosque, to a certain extent, is no different from shops and shopping centers and other places that people frequent. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's got a responsibility, whether it's places of worship or anywhere else, really, isn't it? Everybody's got that equal responsibility to try and maintain that as best they can. Um, you go on. I was just going to say, having said all of that, I've been very surprised at how well people have responded to making those changes. And, you know, there's a bit of a running joke about the mosques being a little bit slow and a little bit, uh, yeah, not really with the times, but actually, you know, they put a lot of measures in place. They were able to get all these things from many of the mosques I've bought. Well, I mean, one or two mosques that I've been to, um, I've put measures in place quite quickly and have been quite consistent with it. Yeah, it's definitely good to see when, when you know, like I say, keeping with the times and not being, you know, um, to phrase it poorly, uh, of, of backward or old-natured. <laughs> um, but having been in under these circumstances for the last year, uh, obviously, we, I know you, Hamza, you mentioned that it's helped us to become more prepared for Ramadan this year. And obviously, we've now got the easing of the lockdown where it will be open for Ramadan and and whatnot. Um, do you think that's helped you to better prepare yourself for Ramadan and maybe set some clear goals for yourself of what you're wanting to achieve or, you know, get to by the end of Ramadan? This is really bad. Um, we are a few days away from Ramadan. And by the time this airs, we're going to be five, six days into it. Mm. I have not actually set myself a goal at the moment. I've got things that I usually do every Ramadan. Mm. And it would be nice to do something a little bit extra, but I've not actually set myself a goal at the moment as of yet. Um, so the, the extra things that I do do... Um, I've been doing for quite a while, which I mean, for obvious reasons, I won't 
sort of broadcast to mm. half of the world or yeah. ten people in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I won't broadcast, but um, yeah, it's an interesting one because some goals do need to be set and we do need to do something where we push ourselves to earn as much ajar and as much reward as possible in a month where it's a gold rush. So I, I, I don't want to be one of those people that misses this golden opportunity. No. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I, 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 that, that's, thank you for reminding me. I need to sit down and set some goals. It's funny that I say that because I actually haven't sat down myself to set some proper and clear goals. I mean, like you said, you know, you've got the standard stuff that you, you might always aim to do. But, you know, in terms of going that extra mile, um, I do still need to do kind of sit down and do that maybe this evening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and um, controversial one, unless you're following the Saudi calendar, in which case Ramadan will start tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, not sort of divulging too much or bragging or anything, but the extra things that I usually do require a lot of time commitment as it is. Mm. Um, so it may even be a case of getting a few days into Ramadan and seeing, okay, what can I practically do? Because no two Ramadans have been the same for me. Um, yeah, j- j- just different commitments whether it's extra less work commitments family commitments increasing decreasing so it may even make sense to get a few days into Ramadan get into a bit of a flow and then set a target something that um, can be realistically achieved by the end of it because Ramadan is more of a marathon than a sprint it's no good mm. setting a goal having all this buzz and excitement for about five days and then burning out that's no good so um, yeah, because people do tend to have a, a habit of having a bit of an adrenaline rush, as it were, at the start of Ramadan, don't they? Um, they go all in, pushing themselves up to the absolute max, and then perhaps by day five or six, by the end of the week, maybe they're done. Um, and, and it kind of leaves them fatigued spiritually, and they end up not doing much for the rest of the, the blessed month. So, yeah, it's, I think it is important to strike a balance between what you're realistically able to do and aiming a bit further, perhaps, so that you're not overburning yourself, but trying to push yourself with realistic goals as well. Yeah, and it's going to vary for everyone. It's going to mm. be different. Um, so, so typically what I do, um, I mean, I may as well just say it, but but I aim to do a khatam of the Quran every year. Mm. And then associated with that is, you know, just improving recitation, the tajweed as well. Um, but th- that is not easy. And that has been, do you know what? That can be challenging depending on time commitments. And um, some years I've really struggled to fit it in and had, had to get it in, squeeze it in somewhere mm. into the day. To be honest, there's been other times where um, it's been a case of just being very spiritually, feeling quite spiritually low and just not having the spiritual motivation to to read it. I mean, ultimately, alhamdulillah, thanks to Allah, you know, I do manage to finish it every year. But wow, that's that's a real, it's, 
it's very difficult and i think it's the blessings in the barakah of ramadan i think yeah. that help that help me complete it so i think i need to get a few days into ramadan see how things are going and then where can i push myself a little bit more yeah yeah i think i'm, I'm a little bit similar except that i've probably failed a little bit on the last couple of years in a couple of targets so this year with you know working from home you know still working but working from home using that extra time that i might have been traveling to and from work maybe try to translate that into trying to make sure i achieve those targets this year Inshallah. Inshallah. This is interesting. I was just thinking as well. Do you know you guys were mentioning sort of the adrenaline rush that most people get during the sort of beginning of Ramadan? Now, I've always associated that. I mean, I only see it from sort of the brothers' side of things. Anyway, is I always associate that with the masjid. Do you know because you're going there for tarawih, you know, you're praying and you know that community feel. I've sort of wondered if people still felt that rush. At the beginning of Ramadan, while the masjids were maybe closed, um, or there's mm. restrictions in place, and you didn't have that community feel. I mean, I certainly did. I, you know, I didn't feel that rush. Unfortunately, last Ramadan, you know, the way I normally would. And at the moment, as you as you guys talk about goals, I haven't set any goals. You know, apart from doing the standard things, but I don't know if I'll feel that rush this time around. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. As I said, we've all sort of adapted to um, COVID now, and we know look better better prepare for this ramadan this time around so maybe we'll be okay but i don't think i'll feel it this time around and i just sort of expect it to you know um try to be consistent throughout the 30 days brilliant so well, we've been talking about ramadan and you've been listening to us on the verbal outpost um do drop us a comment or an email to verbal outpost outlook.com join us after the break where we'll continue this discussion on the blessed month of ramadan and during COVID. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs>